Hello and welcome to the FizzSock podcast. This is your first episode for the academic year 22 to 23. So my name is Freya Stewart Grant. I used to be your EDI sec, but this year I am one of your new podcast secs. There are two more you'll be yet to meet. So I thought I'd get this academic year kicked off by talking to two ex, oh it's so sad to say it, but two ex FizzSock committee members, Chanil and Subin. And today we thought we'd discuss their reflections of university, what they've learned, what they've enjoyed, what they didn't enjoy, and some of their advice for the upcoming first years. So I don't think they need any more explanation. Welcome to the FizzSock podcast. Would you two like to introduce yourselves? Though I do know that the FizzSock podcast is very familiar with you two. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Um, hello everyone, once again, my name is Subin Saji. I am, well, I've just finished fourth year and I've went through this whole big journey, first year to fourth year, and I've come out the other side and here I am gonna talk about my experiences. You've come out the other side alive, have you? Definitely alive and well. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice to hear, That's good to hear. Hi everyone, um, I, I'm Chanel um, and I've just graduated uh, university as well with Subin, uh, my course mate. Um, and yeah, I've made it out alive. I've just survived by the skin of my teeth um, and um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to what the future holds for me. Gosh, this seems like a horrific process. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ninja warrior. <laughs> sort of Did you come out alive? <laughs> so you both have had multiple positions in the FISOC committee. Tell me a bit about the positions you've both held. Yeah, sure. Um, in my first year, I was the very first first year rep. And that was a very new new position in the committee, um, and I thought I'd go for Wait, it. But you've been FISSOC since first year. Yeah, yeah. People are surprised. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I am true to the cause. <laughs> I'm true to democracy. You <laughs> must be the only person who's been on there for four years. I think I am the only person so you far actually, yeah. that has been on committee since very the very first year. So I was elected first year rep in October, and that was to bridge the first year and committee together. Um, so I kind of communicated with the first year. Uh, and along with the FISOC committee and that was really good because I got to meet people from other years and that's something I haven't done before unless, until I went on to the committee and so I met Rue the president back then I think Natalie was on there um, a bunch of other people can't remember their names at the moment <laughs> but yeah, I, I still remember all of you I still love all of you and that was great it was really fun uh, that's how the whole I think my my cohort got to know me and I got to know a lot of other people I think that would have been great if I'd been um, FizzSock first year rep. I think that's such a good opportunity to get to know so many people. And also it's a rare opportunity to know people across years, I think. For sure, yeah. I definitely, I definitely cherish making friends across the years. You know, you're not just, uh, you're not just uh, within your year group. You, you know, you can branch out and yeah, it's your own massive place. You know, with lots of people always branch out. And then second year became media secretary and I had a camera at the time, you know, I'm into photography and so I thought, oh, why not? Uh, let me go for media secretary because I love taking photos. And that's how I got into more into photography and especially into events, you know, for nights out, clubs, for the societies. Uh, that way I met even more people because everyone seemed to remember the guy with the camera and the guy with, uh, actually back then I didn't have curly hair, I just had short straight hair. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Freya's nodding, if you can see it. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember the curly hair coming until what, like post-COVID or like middle of COVID? Did you grow uh, out during Yeah, it was lockdown? during COVID, yeah. But mm. I'm pretty sure we saw each other in the common room. Yeah, yeah. So I remember the short hair, but I didn't know you back uh, then. Yeah. No, I used to I used to be sitting at the tables and I see Freya in the distance. I'm like, oh, yeah. I, I should say but hi. But we, we weren't... Like, we weren't like friend friends until the first time we like actually talked properly yeah. was, yeah, you had the longer hair and I didn't have the pink hair anymore. So that yeah. was a very big hair transition for the both of us. <laughs> I, think we've, I think we've all changed, yeah, quite a bit. <laughs> the current, you know, the theme of the podcast has changed quite a bit, even physically. In terms of hair. In terms of hair, for sure. Well. <laughs> oh, yeah, for, she knows she's got some new facial hair, so that's, yeah, that's a bit of a change there too. Anyway, anyways, moving on. Um, third year, president, I thought I'd go for the, for the, for the Top Gun. I become president of society and it was um, very different uh, you know I was a president during the pandemic year it was all online and so we needed to change ASAP and adapt and that was a very interesting time and 
I think yeah, I think I'm probably one of those only presidents that's had to go through had to go through that sort of time. Um, but very interesting, you know. We we kept the momentum going, albeit online, and yeah, still made a lot of good friends. And since it's an online setting, I wasn't seeing many people, but a lot of people were seeing me. So people knew me indirectly, you know, on Discord. Oh, you're Subin from Discord. Oh, you're Subin from you know from the Q and A's. Um, so that was great. And then here I am now, Vice President um, Chanel and I, we, we swapped our roles because I love democracy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't be Fisok's first dictator. So. <laughs> <laughs> and that is my uh, my whole Fisok story in a nutshell. Yeah, so um, so like Stephen said, um, in, in our third and fourth year, we swapped roles. So I was Vice President. Well, actually, in second year, I went for the role of General Secretary. However, I didn't quite get that role, um, so then I went again in, in third year, but went for vice president instead, one step up. Uh, and I really enjoyed vice president. I really wor- liked working right beneath Subin. Um, it was really enjoyable um, doing all the uh, online online activities. And then me and Subin decided why don't we both switch roles um, in our last year. And like Subin said, uh, being president you know, is fantastic. Um, it really is challenging, don't get me wrong, um, but all those challenges, you get that massive reward at the end, and it, it's really nice to be able to see so many people have so many so much fun. Um, and it's it's down to you and, and the rest of the committee. It's, it's a fantastic feeling. So that was my that was my short, not not quite as long as Subin's uh, long four years of. I don't think anyone's <laughs> got a kind of history with the SOC um, committee like Subin does. It's Where's quite my wild. jubilee? Yeah. Where's my jubilee, everyone? <laughs> <laughs> got a few more years left. <laughs> I won't be staying in Nottingham, but Chanel will be. Yes, yeah. yes. I, I'm I'm leaving for summer, um, but I will briefly be making a return, hopefully in October, ready to start my new job here in, in Nottingham. So you'll be around for, hopefully, fingers crossed, the coalition events. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Invite me along. I'll be there. I love to. I love to see the transition to the new committee. And a wild Chanel appears on a bar crew or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Or a movie night. <laughs> like a guest appearance. <laughs> <laughs> alumni tickets <laughs> <laughs> so right now we're going to think all the way back to when you were a first year so if you think about when you're applying to unis when you were looking around unis and you you know you picked out nottingham what did you want from uni and has uni met your expectations and that's i thought that's quite a you know quite an in-depth question that's a but. deep question yeah mm. um, looking back you know i actually came to nottingham to see in 2015 so oh wow! A long time ago. Wow, yeah, 2015. Came, 2015. Yeah, I, don't, I was, well, I was 16 years old and I thought I'd come to an open day. I thought, why not? And I was just see the campus around, and I was like, and that's that's when I met Hannah Coleman. If you know, the kind of helmet Hannah Coleman was, and she was doing a yeah, foundation year. Yeah, I think year. everyone's met her. <laughs> yeah, so I met her during a foundation year, and I'm like, whoa, okay. Oh wow! Yeah, she, <laughs> from foundation year to PhD. The people you know. who don't know Hannah Coleman, look her up on YouTube. She's wonderful. She is probably the most known physics student i would say everyone knows hannah and hannah knows everyone <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's lovely and um yeah i'm sure she's doing really really well in london i see as i came to nottingham in 2015 saw the campus and i instantly felt like okay i've got to be here because i just saw the big nottingham hollywood sign and i was like okay i see <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, then i'd visited the apartment and uh, you know everything was the, the whole atmosphere was really nice it was really sweet and you know people were talking to me and talking about physics um and then I saw Paul Monday doing his demonstrations which is great as well which I love and yeah just um it didn't really feel you know like too academic in a way it didn't feel too strict it didn't feel like I had to conform to um a procedure you know go in and out and listen to people um, but I felt really relaxed and really fun, and that's what I really wanted. I, wa- I wanted it to be really fun, a place where I could learn all sorts, uh, and also be challenged as well. Um, you know, I wasn't going in thinking it was going to be easy. Um, you know, I haven't fa- going through A levels. You know, I, I will think I was a bit stretched, and I think, oh, okay. Look, looking back, I wasn't as stretched as I thought I was, and so I thought, okay, next time, let's see what. I- and yeah, definitely was stretched here. <laughs> so my sort of expectations were. Um, was to was to meet a lot of people, make a lot of friends, um, but actually, when I was thinking back, I didn't really have much going in. I didn't I didn't want to expect too much because then I would conform to those expectations and you know, and then come out the end saying, is it good or bad? Is it meet my expectations or not? So looking back, I actually didn't really have much. I just thought I'd go with the flow. I think I, you know all I wanted was um, I just want to be happy here, 
uh, and just meet a bunch of people and then see where see where it takes me and yeah it's taken me on a wild ride <laughs> for sure you know ups and downs good and bads mostly goods and yeah i'm really happy um going through all that i've met some fantastic people fantastic friends freya i've met you chanel we met on the <laughs> first day and other hundreds of people that i've met thousands of people that i've met <laughs> or, or even tens of thousands of people i've, I've pictured i've photographed <laughs> on my camera i'm sure uh yeah so many connections and yeah that, that's like an, a big overview of of how how, how my, my expectations were what about for you shan i think for me i chose nottingham i think it was it was somewhere i know this is going to sound really cliche and everyone says this but i could see myself calling it home because i'm from quite a rural area so seeing the campus and the green space and the water um, it was really nice to see that on my open day so and i've not seen that at any of the universities i had been to they were quite just building 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 city, SU, city. more buildings <laughs> yeah so uh when i came to nottingham i was like oh you know you've got uh, you know you've got your buildings building but then you've got this massive green patch of grass massive lake you know lovely lovely portland building you can you can go have lunch there so i could see myself really fitting in nicely and then, then if i wanted the city it's only literally down the road so that's probably why i chose nottingham in terms of you know, everyone says the campus draws you to it, and it really does. Um, so that was what drew me to it, um, opposed to all the other universities I looked at. In terms of expectations, I think when I came to university and I started, if I'm being honest, I, I was first starting out and I wanted to get the... At the beginning, I was on three years only, and I wanted to get the three years done. You know, get them out of the way, leave uni, don't think about it, it's, it's done. But then I think it came to maybe end of first year and I was honestly, oh no, I think it was actually Christmas or first year and I honestly had so much fun. I met so many friends uh, on my course. I met Subin, like you said, on the first day um, and that friendship bloomed and I'm, we just made so many friends. Probably most of my friends that I've made is probably thanks to Subin. You know, Subin talks to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Subin, Subin really has, you know, wherever Subin is, he'll know someone, he'll introduce me. Um, and I've known friends that way. You can't go somewhere with Subin without him bumping into someone on a tram or no. bumping into someone at the bar and then you get introduced to someone and then you... It's, yeah. <laughs> it was like on the way home from, from the shops today, we bumped into two people Subin knew and we were just, we were just coming home. <laughs> and of, co of course you did. <laughs> yeah, I think that, that, that was my first reaction to uni. But then as, as I got through the stages and the years... I wanted time to go slower and slower because I didn't want it to end. So much so, when it came to my third year, Christmas time, January, I literally said, right, I'm doing four years, I'm, I'm going to switch over. So then I switched over to four years just so I can prolong my university experience just that bit more. And I really wouldn't wouldn't you know change anything um, in terms of doing four years. I'm just happy that I, I've had the experience I've had and... I would do it all over again if I really could. I hear that a lot from people going to university and I feel like that's why a lot of people end up doing masters is they're just having so much fun and really, really enjoying what they're doing and the people that are around them that they, yeah, don't want to leave and that's why people go for the masters sometimes mm. and then you get even more out of a masters, you know, because you're learning things in so much more depth and it's a whole different community, I feel like, also in um, the masters program at least here at nottingham yeah i, I would yeah, say i, I think i probably got the most out of fourth year fourth year i think i learned yeah, the most for sure oh, yeah right, right yeah a lot of cool things in fourth year even in first year um you know sort of overview of a levels and for me it was a lot of new stuff because i haven't done further maths as all the maths was like new to me and um but then you know i'm just ex looking back and everything was so new and i was like oh i, I like this newfound newfound freedom <laughs> not wait, you know I'm, I'm i used to say i'm operating autonomously from <laughs> by myself um without my parents and yeah i really enjoyed that sort of freedom um as well um and then you know, for a few months even till i think january i was like thinking to myself am i actually living away from home by myself you know away from my parents away from my normal home and i kept every you know reciting that to myself i was like oh is this actually me am i actually doing this by myself i'm like yeah and took me about a year, a year and a bit just to realize yeah to actually it's quite in. surreal isn't it when you it is a bit surreal yeah you kind of 
you kind of gone out into the astral plane and thinking, okay, you're kind of thinking to the, you're thinking to yourself in the third person, and looking down on my <laughs> own self and thinking, okay, cool, I'm I'm doing I'm an adult, <laughs> I've grown up. That kind of brings me on to my next question, which is what some of the you know biggest things you've learned coming to university. And I feel like for myself, a lot of the biggest things I've learned are life skills. You know, I've learned the degree content, but I feel like learning the degree content, I kind of knew that was what was coming. And so it hasn't shocked me. But I think the thing that shocked me the most coming to uni is just this sheer amount of life skills I've had to pick up and have picked up. So I don't know if you guys feel the same about that. No, yeah, no, definitely. Um, I definitely agree with you in terms of life skills. Some people might not have cooked before before they come to uni. Like, for me, example, I didn't cook that much. Maybe a bottle of pasta was, was at most. Um, so cooking was a big thing for me in first year. Um, and I'm happy that I was self-catering in first year so I could pick up those skills straight away. But also things like going to the shops, doing your own shopping, making sure you're on time for university. It's just these, they might not seem like big things, but you know you're at university you don't have your parents saying wake up for school now it's you it's up to you to get to uni and I think that was one thing in first year I was like I I didn't miss any any lectures in first year well okay first year first semester let's say second semester might have been a bit different (laughs) but first semester I didn't miss anything only because I was in that mindset of oh I need to be there at nine o'clock but it was only until second semester I was like I don't actually have to be there. Like, obviously, it benefits you, but it's up to you. It's, like, it's those independent independent skills, I guess, um, in terms of you weighing up, you know, unless something else might need to do. I'm not saying you shouldn't go to your lectures. Definitely go to all your lectures if you're hearing this. Um, but it was, that, it was that moment that the penny dropped saying, oh, I don't actually have someone telling me to go to this lecture. It's, it's honestly up to me. And it's important to have that self-discipline throughout first second third and fourth year you know it's good to remain um in that in that mindset I get exactly what you mean though it's like you were going to every single one and then you suddenly got to the point where you realized oh no one's going to you know contact my parents that I didn't go to this lecture my parents aren't going to get annoyed and then so I guess you kind of rebelled a bit against it didn't you just be like oh what happens if I miss lectures and then you know you realize oh no you don't want to (laughs) (laughs) what I was gonna say about yeah life skills so for me it's just talking to people and just refining how i speak i think before i came to uni i used to speak so quickly all the time I guess. <laughs> <laughs> all the time people i think i used to stutter a bit i have quite a bit of stammer and stutter and so i was trying to you know to train myself to get out of it and so I, I had to slow myself down a lot more and then always think okay people need to understand what i'm trying to say and sometimes i still respeak Sometimes I still really speak quite quickly. Sometimes I mix my words around, mother them around, even when I'm reading. Um, but yeah, I think that thing that just speaking to people, trying to have a good conversation, you know, trying to get to know them, um, is I think is really such a important life skill. Something I really refined, uh, something I've picked up as well, and along the way, and just talking to all sorts of different people, where whether it's you know younger or talking to kids or talking to older people. Uh, having that having that sort of skill really helps and so yeah I could just go sit on the tram and talk to someone random or it could be you know I was in Newcastle and you do (laughs) and I do yeah (laughs) yeah say hi Uh, and then uh, I was in Newcastle the other day and uh, I thought uh, the other week and I thought I'll sit somewhere I saw someone next to me and I thought okay hi you know how's it going um so I was trying to think I was like overthinking in my head saying okay what can I say that doesn't sound creepy (laughs) (laughs) so I thought you know okay uh, I was like saying hi how was it going um and just try and start lying and try and like build it up and you know get to know someone and end up being a really good conversation um but it's one of those things where you're on a train and you don't really you you probably don't see them again so I'm just like hi you know hi Jenny how's it going well best of luck for your life (laughs) I'll see you later (laughs) and so we departed that way and yeah making friends is is such a big thing for me um I was actually a lot more I wasn't as open-minded when I first came to uni I think I was still in my I was I think I was a bit overprotected maybe a little bit so I was like I wasn't going out that much I wasn't making I mean I'll go all weekend without seeing anyone because my flat wasn't that active and I wasn't that open in first year especially in the first semester but after that I think I realized I need to really opened my horizons and I've really become really open to all sorts of things and I think that's a really good skill to have and I'm sure there's countless other skills uh can I just say what can I say if you were if you had 
your you said you had a stammer before you came to university and you were practicing you know to correct your speech i want to commend you that like you started two podcasts during your university time yeah so for someone <laughs> to go from that to starting two podcasts is, is very amazing yeah thank you because podcasts you all you've got is audio yeah so i can really just focus like on my speaking yeah um i mean i used to do a bit of youtube here and there and and you know, that that was a lot of effort because <laughs> i had to record and i didn't have that much equipment back then so you know i had to had a different camera and different lens and it was very hard to record but then i got a gopro oh yeah of course the podcasting of course that's a big skill for me <laughs> i just forgot yeah the podcast thanks Chanel. yeah the podcast was a really, really big thing so you know learning to edit audio and video and uh, just speaking you know on a podcast making sure that the guests of the host you know are speaking freely these are little things but you know all these little things add up to your hope your whole personality and and I don't, I'm not really sure how to describe. I'm not really sure how to how to sum it all up. But I think everyone go, goes through their own journey and picks up a lot of little things, um, even big things. And it really, when you put your first year self at the start of uni to your to your fourth year self at the end of uni, I think you probably end up with very different sort of yeah, <laughs> very sort of different people. So that very much leads me on to what was going to be my next question, which was how do you think you've changed as a person from the start of uni to the end of uni? Because um, I feel like, I mean, individually myself, I think I have changed so much from my first year to now my, what, third year. And so I feel like having that extra year pre-pandemic to whatever this, I was would call it post-pandemic, but not really, this kind of interlude. Uh, how do you think you've changed as a person? Oh, that's quite that's quite a deep question. Um, it is a deep question. I guess it leads on from what Stephen was saying about you know being a bit more outgoing and making sure he talks to people. Yeah, definitely. I think when I was in first year, I wasn't definitely set set on making new friends everywhere. If I knew my course mates, I was happy with that. If I knew my flatmates, I was happy with that. But yeah, as time goes on, you just it's like you grow that confidence inside of you. You know, you might see someone else make friends all of a sudden, so you like oh, let me give it a go. And that confidence just continues to grow inside of you, and then you do you don't really think about it anymore. You just you know what what's to lose if you if you make conversation. Yeah, you make confidence for sure. Conversation, yeah. and then you kind of forget. It doesn't really matter what other people think, so you just do your exactly. thing. I just yeah, I stopped caring. I think university puts you in a really weird situation with when you you're at school, and then when you go into either sixth form or college, you know when you're there, you know people there. There are people there that you remember from school or from before and I think going to uni you're suddenly thrown into the situation with I don't know anyone and so you have to make friends and so I think that that was a really big thing for me to grow confidence to grow self-awareness of what sort of person do I want to be friends with as well as how do I want to put myself across to get these sorts of friends that I um, want to have and how do I want to present myself and and so yeah growing that confidence to go and make friends with people because if you don't make friends with people you will, you know, you, you could end up spending quite a long time by yourself. And so you're kind of forcing yourself to make these new connections, make these new friends. And I think then that's a skill that I have continued forwards from first year and from that first freshers week. I feel like, you know, just sitting next to that person in your lecture and being like, hi, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> there was that one time I think I sat, next to, I sat next to someone and I was like, hi, shake my hand, but she didn't want to shake my hands. So I was like, nice to meet you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, cool. a handshake in a lecture. Yeah. <laughs> How formal. Um, I even through, you know, even through social settings, I, I just shake my, I should shake people's hands and they're like, really? Just give me a hug and say something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. And I just forget, oh no, it's just, it's a social setting. We don't do handshakes here. <laughs> I think what I wanted as well, I think at the end of, I think going through uni, you know, I was really, I was such a nerd into you know, I was really into astronomy and I loved everything and all things astronomy. Um, I love space and that sort of thing, space exploration. So I'm really mad about that sort of stuff. And then going through uni, I think I that's what changed what I wanted. Um, I, don't, I didn't want to be I didn't want to go into academia. I thought I wanted you know I wanted a good balance of life. Not I'm saying academia is not good life balance. I'm not saying anything like that. <laughs> I'm just saying um, by what I want in the future after uni changed a lot. And especially during the pandemic as well, and sort of what I like, um, you know, you learn a lot of things, you talk to different people, and you sort of more get morphed, and you your interests, you know, get changed. And 
that I think I struggled with 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 that because as if from a young age my parents would you know would tell you that I've always been such a big space boy um from you know, you know I was five and one that I went to be an astronaut or whatever or you know always talk about stars and galaxies and and just spacey stuff and then in the last just literally in the last year or the last few months you know I've I went from that to completely different and I thought I want to get into the tech industry and that's like a very different thing um and you know I had, I had it took me a while to come to terms with you know when you're so used to something when you're so used to just wanting this you know the one thing for, for your whole life and then literally after a f- few big moments in your life and then you suddenly just switch and be like okay I've I've a, my compass is realigned somewhere else that took me a while and that yeah that's that's a change you know I'm, I'm still kind of going through um I'm still trying to find myself you know how, how cliche it is <laughs> but I'm still in that process of wanting well, you know wanting what I want and I think it's very normal I think um, I think that's that's the same with me it's so similar when I came to university and even before university I was dead set on being a commercial airline pilot I wanted to be a pilot and nothing else and then you might ask okay why did you bother going to university my 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 plan was to go to university and get myself a degree because being a commercial airline pilot isn't the most stable job so let's say I didn't get a job straight away I was able to fall back on my physics degree which is very strong and get myself a job like that that way but then it came to third or fourth year where you know it was post pandemic um, the airline businesses were doing really bad and I thought maybe maybe I don't want to be a pilot you know physics gives you so many options and everyone says this they do physics for the problem solving aspect and you know it opens your doors to so many different avenues and it was until third or fourth year I was like when I was actually applying for jobs oh, I don't actually want to be a pilot anymore I want I want a more of a st- stable job and that's when I did the same as stupid I moved my compass direction into into technology and that that is where my future job's going to be um in in technology so it's amazing how university can change you in terms of your career plan i want to be a pilot since i was you know before gcse's and now university three years four years i'm now i'm now doing technology it's not a bad thing at all i think you just when you come come to uni you just open up your eyes sort of open up to all sorts of different fields and you get exposed to so many different things you know, through societies or your own course or through coding in your co in your course and then you kind of realize okay i'm interested in this i'm going to realign um but for me because i was so deeply rooted in i want to be an astronomer um you know going making that change i was like oh is that really what i really want and then i had to like affirm myself yes this is what i want and reweigh what i really really want not to harp on the same point but i've literally done the exact same thing <laughs> as both of you two um when i was applying to universities i initially was applying for astrophysics um i applied everywhere for astrophysics at the university of nottingham they don't do astrophysics so i applied for physics with astronomy and after my first year i very much realized oh i don't want to be an astrophysicist i think i kind of saw the reality of a job in astrophysics you know i love learning about it and i love learning about space and all that all those sorts of things but also my eyes were open up to different environmental issues and mm. kind of I was wondering whether you know my views personally aligned with some of the views of you know different astrophysicists and then so I really still enjoy learning it but I kind of yeah I was opened up to what actually a job in astrophysics would be and I realized that wasn't for me and so I've done a bit of a a bit of a 180 I mean not 180 it's only like a kind of you know 50. 45 degree. <laughs> yeah <laughs> only like a 45 degree really and I um, started looking into green energy renewable energy um that side of things um and so yeah and that's I think that's such an amazing thing with the physics degree is we can do these turns and you know even like 20 years down the line you know Chanel can still train to be a pilot or you know you've got the degree the degree's there and if you decide you don't want to do tech and you do want to go into astrophysics you know there's absolutely nothing stopping you mm. making that turn back you can kind of it's okay to change yeah it is okay to change and I think that was something I was confused with and I told my you know I told my dad I'd changed my degree from physics with astronomy to just straight physics and he was really really shocked but then I had this like massive explanation of well I can still study what I want to but I think that a physics degree would be more valuable for what I actually want to do as a job. Yeah, definitely. I, I would agree with that. It's it's like, I find it really weird because my sister also did uh, physics 
at undergrad and she's not going into wait all three of you done physics at undergrad yeah, the whole family physics. <laughs> wow that's amazing so she did physics and she hasn't gone into doing physics afterwards my brother did physics not going into physics afterwards and same with me i'm not actually sure if i know many people who do physics i think it's normal to not do yeah. physics after i don't know they go into different sort of things but you're still know. using your degree you're not going into physics but yeah, if you didn't yeah. have this physics degree there's no way you'd be getting that no, job 100 so i guess you're not doing physics but you're definitely using your university skills 100%. it's just what I'd being say. built up yeah for sure i think a lot of people go into data science and software engineering i think with physics these days or just you know, other sorts of engineering I think I was in an alumni event run by the department um, and all I was seeing is software engineers. Like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> Any physics jobs available? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, there could be, it could be alignment of both, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There was a company called um, Nash and Consultancy and that was probably the only company I came across when looking for jobs that, well, obviously there are more, but this is the only one I came across where they incorporated physics with software engineering doing computational models um for i think it was uh, galaxies um in for the future and that was the only one that i could actually come across that mixed the two together i found it quite rare obviously if i looked a bit harder i'd find some more but i was quite surprised that for a phys- physics graduate um combining the two industries together isn't as actually that um common Maybe it's more in institutions instead of uh, companies and businesses. So my next question for this podcast was going to be, what was your favourite module? And, you know, that could be the module you learnt the most, the module you found the most rewarding, the module you feel like, you know, you found the most difficult, but you got the most out of. Which one sticks out in your brain? I think for me, there's two. There's two on my list. I think that there's two for two different reasons. One, uh, the first one is quantum dynamics, which is a third year module. I really enjoyed that one because at first... It's an optional third year module, yes, isn't it? Yes, it's an optional third year module or fourth year. Oh uh, yeah, compulsory for fourth years. Now, it was it was because at first, quantum dynamics, it seems hard. And, and it is hard, don't get me wrong. It, it is a hard uh, module. But... It's really satisfying when you do the questions and you really understand why things add up the way they do. And it was that, you know, it's like when you do a jigsaw puzzle when things just lie in place. It was that moment that I said, oh, quantum dynamics is fantastic. I really like this module. Um, and for that reason there is why I really enjoyed it. It was taught fantastically by Andrew Armour uh, from, from the University of Nottingham. Great lecturer. He yeah. taught it fantastically. And the second module that I would say is modern applications uh, which is a block module in fourth year physics the reason i enjoyed that one was because the ending of that module was to put together a project presentation um, and i was with subin in a, in a group with subin and it was something like we haven't done before before in, in first second or third year it wasn't completely physics related but it used physics um, concepts if you like and our project presentation was about creating a energy um, efficient house or a net zero An awkward house. house. Yeah, and it was something like you wouldn't do before. Or you, you, I mean, I wouldn't know where you, where you could do a project presentation like that because it was something different, something where you could really explore outside the realms of of the course. Um, and I think we we really enjoyed that. We kind of touched into the architecture a yes. little bit as well. So we went to those sustainable homes behind the big Nottingham sign and then we went into... Oh, I saw them on my open day and always yeah. wondered what department they were part of. Architecture. I think they, um, wow. like undergrads and engineers like in architecture and they've, they've designed and built it. And uh, we went inside and we met one of the professors from architecture and, and we just had a good few hour talk with them. And that was lovely as well. And so I got to learn a lot from that. And we got a little tour around the building. It's a really cute, cute little house. And, you know, it's really warm they inside despite having no heating at all. And it uses active ventilation, which is you know, very smart. And a lot of concepts you think you know, a lot of modern houses, especially new builders, should have. Yeah, great. Yeah, I love that as well. And, you know, I really like doing group projects. I think it's great. You'll be able to... It's more like real life. You know, you wouldn't be always doing this by yourself. You'd be with... You know, talking to clients or 
partners. So it was me, Chanel, Sandeep, and Mateo. Hey, Mateo, if you're listening. Um, so four of us, and you know, we got to work well together. Um, and we, all, we were just exploring random things, doing you know, some number crunching. Um, and then, you know, as working this group together, we kind of made our presentation like really commercial, like business like, you know, like I, I did a little introduction saying, hello, we are Next Gen Energy Solutions, and here we have a wonderful, fantastic product. Um, that was really fun. I really enjoyed that. And another module that I really enjoyed, I really liked planetary and atmospheric physics because, uh, you know, the still the spacey fanboy was still in there. Me, it was still in there. <laughs> so I really liked learning about other solar systems and exoplanets, anything that's outside of our solar system because it's such a new field as well. And we're still finding new exoplanets and there's going to be new instruments being launched. James Webb telescope as well. So I've seen stickers. I've seen posters i've seen models and stuff of james of telescope for like since my childhood and i was like okay now i should get to see it finally launch yeah so i really learned really enjoyed learning about that module and it's a really good module is that a third year optional one again? yes yes it is yeah first semester great module that's really fun the maths like is cool it actually works out <laughs> um yeah it's just a really fun module and i really enjoyed it and you know there's it's i think it's really interesting stuff because it's like a lot of current up-to-date stuff in there anything group work was, was quite I think good. group work was so did you enjoy labs and then did you enjoy third year project then yeah Are they sort of your labs was a highlight for me second year labs was really good I actually really enjoyed labs second year labs because you get to have that interaction with the lab de- with the lab dem- uh, demonstrators um and Paul Monday as well and second use... mention of Paul Monday and I'll mention yeah. him again and again and again <laughs> until we, we ha- get him on the podcast we have to have him on <laughs> we have to have him on and he's got some, sure he's got some great stories that's my mission <laughs> I really, I really enjoyed the um, the third year and fourth year projects, just because it yeah. was something different. It was, it wasn't like a quick two week project like you do in second year, and then you forget about it. It's one that that really extends, and if it doesn't have your full attention, it's not going to not going to turn out how you want it to turn out. But it sort of turns out not how you want to turn out anyway. <laughs> yeah, from this, no, from the sheer nature does. of projects. <laughs> Yeah, fourth year project was a quite quite a fun one because I didn't actually mine wasn't that physicsy. I actually went more on the computer science route of of neural networks and the machine learning side. Um, so it wasn't th- that physics per se, but a lot of things, as you know, if you do a lot of astronomy, a lot of astronomy is just computational. So you, so you use that sort of skill, and and I was using a, a machine learning framework called TensorFlow, which is used a lot in industry. Um, you've got PyTorch, Keras, which is part of TensorFlow now. Um, so that you're learning to use that and just talking to your project partner and, and of course, your supervisor, you kind of realize how crazy smart they are <laughs> when you talk about this day in, day out. Um, that was really good as well. And I got to learn a bunch of different skills, you know, using GitHub, um, which is like industry standard for all sorts of things <laughs> and all sorts of different skills, which you wouldn't normally use in first, second year but in fourth year, you kind of go into the, you know, a bit more d- deep into the projects. And so you learn a lot of d- surrounding skills, which aren't directly physics, but really help with the project. And I really enjoyed that as well. Um, so th- so it's like this whole, you have this whole learning experience where it's not just you learn about physics, you learn a lot of different things. It's just kind of really open your eyes about how you, there's so much you can learn and there's so much that goes into it. And one thing that really opened my eyes to is that there's no way you can learn all this by yourself. Sure, you could, but that's why that's that's the that's a brilliant thing about this sort of work is that it's always part of a team, and so you have people in different expertise in different fields, and you all come together and you all talk, and you will help each other. So I I think I had this false sense of um this uh, different thoughts that thinking I had to learn everything myself in first second year. I was like I have to code really well. I have to know my physics really well. I have to be really good at maths. Um, and all that helps. It's all you know, it's all well and good. Um, but then I kind of realized I should probably stop whipping myself. <laughs> you know, it is a good idea when you get a partner um, for these sorts of projects, whether it's um, you know a second year lab or a third year um, project. Is actually I sat down with my lab partner and I was like, I'm not the best at computing, but I'm strong in maths. And we kind of had this honest conversation of like, you know, this is my strength, this is my weakness. Luckily, they completely lined up and, you know, his strengths were in things that I had weaknesses in. Um, But I think it is kind of good to acknowledge, yeah, those bits that you aren't as strong in. Yeah. And and one thing, I think the biggest thing for me was actually learning how to learn 
because if you could do that you can learn <laughs> anything and and i think with doing physics i think you, you have to i thought i got my learning like i thought in going through a levels i think i knew how to learn but I think going to come they to uni... They spoon-feed you in A-levels, but yeah. at the time it didn't feel like it. But yeah. looking back, they spoon-fed you, whereas now they'll be like, go off and learn this, you know, go learn this language or go do this. And you kind of now have the skills to be like, I know what websites to go to and I know where exactly. to go for this information. Finding those resources, yeah. So I've become a really good Googler, <laughs> which is an underrated skill, <laughs> I think. Yeah, just finding the resources you need, finding, you know, um, what you really need to, to get the task done. Um, finding those PDFs, those textbooks, um, finding the way you, you know you learn, and I think really just really finding what you want um, in terms of learning. I think yeah, I think I've become a better learner and an independent learner, which I think is the most underrated skill of all time. Because if you can learn anything by yourself, then you know you can do a lot of things. What are both of your plans moving forwards for summer and the future? Now that you finished, well, I think in in a few in a few week's time i am flying off to italy with my girlfriend for for a week and that's gonna be my, my celebration gorgeous yeah, I'm really looking forward to it whereabouts in italy are you going uh, so we're starting in venice and then florence and then rome so we're doing a bit of a traveling one mm. and i think that's going to be like my reward for university done you know take take a week off take a couple of weeks off and really relax and then i've got a job starting in October so I've got plenty of time after that just to set myself up I've got plenty of books to read ready for the job and then I will start that job in October which is a graduate software engineering role um, in, in a company in Nottingham the company's called Microlize um, so I'm really looking forward to doing that and then apart from that I'm just going to spend well we've got graduation coming up in August and just spend time with my uni friends as much as possible before I have to give up the house um but yeah that's it i'm gonna be oh i haven't got any jobs lined up <laughs> you're going rogue i've got a few things uh, nothing that'll pay me <laughs> <laughs> um i guess i got i have some you know I'm, i am a freelance photographer so i do photography here and there and so i've got a few more photography uh, hirings i guess in the, f- in the coming weeks which pays very well pays, pays uh, yeah i should probably up my rate I think people hire me. Cause you should be on the right high now. end. Your pictures are, are absolutely quality. Thank you. Thank you very much. If you guys are hearing this and you want pictures. However, I'm still waiting <laughs> for my photos from February, but you had to go to pay me for that. <laughs> that yeah, is true. For, for the extra. Oh, we need those boat party photos. Excuse me. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've got quite a bit of a backlog. Sorry guys. <laughs> um, I, I, my, my, my hard drive was full up. You know, I, I did delete a bunch of different photos. I was like, okay, I'm not working on this project anymore. So I've got to delete this. Saved up like seventy gigabytes. Seventy. Okay. I yeah. I shoot only in raw, and I would say like on average like a thousand. Oh my god, photos. that's crazy on yeah stories. Anyways, uh yeah, so I'm going a bit rogue. Uh, I probably take an unconventional route into my summer, which is uh, I'm going to be bikepacking slash touring around Europe. So I'll be cycling around Europe. So I'm going to head down to Dover, get the ferry uh, into Calais, and then head to Rotterdam. And then from Rotterdam, I'll be following the River Rhine uh, down towards the source, towards Lake Consonance, which is kind of near Switzerland, south of Germany. So I'm going through the very industrious cities of Germany on the uh, on the east side. No, sorry, west side. <laughs> uh, and then around around Switzerland, you know, past Zurich. And I'm going to end up in Liechtenstein, which would be cool. And I've never really done a, a Europe trip like this before. I've been to a few countries here and there, but I've never traveled like this. Um, and I'll be cycling every day for a whole month straight. Um, on average, we're going to say 60 kilometers a day, which I think is that's okay. You know, we get the evening off to rest and find food. But this is the cheapest and most effective way I think I have thought of traveling. So I'll be camping every day. And it's such a unique way of traveling anyway. Yeah. Even if you meet. disregard, you know, the financially, you know, it's the best way to travel. It's also, you're going to have so mm. many stories of the time you got a puncture in Liechtenstein. And <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. That, that time I couldn't, I couldn't climb up the Alps. <laughs> I had to walk it all the way up. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, got graduation and giving up the house as the contract ends, for which I have not paid any rent for this year. <laughs> I don't know how you managed <laughs> to get away with that. I, I actually just forgot. Uh, but a landlord doesn't reset anything. But of course, I will pay. Wait, your landlord's not said anything. You've not paid rent all year. He's no, so chill. I've been living here for <laughs> wow. 
Probably a bit chill. too chill if you're not paid anything. Chill, too chill. That's a bit too chill. That is a bit too chill. Sorry, uh, what house is this? I'd love to move in there for my family. <laughs> <laughs> I think this whole road that our landlord owns is in here. So. so what you should do soon is just disappear off the face of the earth and go to Europe. And that's why he's going. He's going into Europe to do this bike packing and leaving you with his rent to pay. That's you what know, he's doing. Well, that's just you know, a side, a second sort of reason why. <laughs> so I don't have to pay any rent and keep my student loan. Um, but after that, um, I haven't really got any plans as as per se. You know, I've not got a, a job lined up. I um, but I will be just uh, living at home for a bit and trying to scale up on my coding. Um, so I'm just trying to learn to code a bit more. I thought you were planning on uh, going to India. Yeah, oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> going to India with my family as well. Uh, and so I'll be there for a month, hopefully traveling around, and then I'll come back and uh, I'll be a digital nomad trying to go here and there, explore. And also trying to code at the same time and, you know, up my GitHub and trying to get my portfolio up there. And then I think around about, my plan is around about February, January, I think I'll be ready to apply for jobs. I think I'll be ready for the coding interview. Just one thing, one thing that I fall back on is my coding interview. I've done a few interviews here and there, but I'm, I'm not that good at my coding. So I thought I need to improve on that. And that's the sort of field I went to get into. So I think that's like a highlight where I should focus on. And then hopefully this time next year I'll be employed. Um, I'll be living in London, just where I want to be. Um, that's the plan. And we'll see from there. So for the final remarks, I'd like to hear from both of you. A key memory from uni that you're going to take with you for the rest of your life, like a really key memory with friends maybe. Um, and I'd also like to hear just a piece of advice that you'd give some people who are going to be starting this journey in September. So I think... I'll start with the key memory. My key memory was now probably people are probably going to say you're mad, but my first key memory was when lockdown actually started. And for most people, they said, "Oh, lockdown started." They were all in their rooms or in, going back home and everything. And and yeah, that that was the case. At first, when lockdown started, I was devastated. But then I was with my housemates in my house. What better time to you know try new things and and try 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 new foods um new episodes and i think that was a time where it really peaked for me in uni i could do what i want when i wanted and i wasn't going home even though my parents were saying when you're coming home when you're coming home covid's getting bad i'm i'm staying a bit longer mom dad <laughs> and i thought that was that was one of my key memories of of uni being in lockdown in this house for at least a month um and and you know we were safe uh, you know we didn't go out and it it was just a phenomenal experience to to have that share that memory with my with my housemates. In terms of the one advice I'd probably give to the first years that are coming in September, would be is what advice I got on my very first day at uni. I was sitting on the Portland steps outside the SU with my brother, and someone was giving out flyers to fresher event stalls. So they gave us a flyer and they had a quick conversation with us and they said, are you guys new? Are you, are you, are you starting out this year? We said, yes, we, you know, this, this is our first day at university. And he said, oh, wow, fantastic. Take this flyer and told us all about the event. And he said to me one thing, he goes, I am so jealous of you that you get to start your career, university career now. I'm leaving, he said, I'm leaving now. And I wish I could do it all over again. And now I've come to my fourth year and I'm literally leaving Nottingham now. I can see exactly where that guy was coming from. I am now in that position where I'm now jealous of the first years that are starting here in September. They're going to do everything I've just done in the last four years. I would want to do it again. So it's probably take that message away and really grasp uni. Don't say no to anything. You know, just say yes, yes. Well, say no to things, some things <laughs> if you don't want to do it. But say yes to most things. Just, just go for it. And if you don't like it, that's fine. Don't do it again. You know, it's just try and experience as much as you can in the three or four years you're here because you're not going to get those three or four years again after university. Uni's done. So um, really grasp it with both hands, um, and that would be my key takeaway advice. What about you, Subin? What's your key memory and one piece of advice for people starting? Yeah, I'm sure the lecturers will be listening and be like, the key memory must be about this time you learn about this <laughs> physics and derive this. <laughs> but no. It was when they first put the Schrodinger equation up on the board <laughs> and my mind was blown. I was blown away. Yeah, how could how could they? No, there's nothing like that. Um, I think the, the fondest, you know, the keys memory that I had was 
really is just meeting new people and uh, um, just spending time, lovely time with my friends. And then the thing that I, I see so vividly, it always comes back to me when I when I when you, when you ask me that question. It was actually my third year during COVID, of all years. Um, mostly because you know we're going through the adversity of you know lack of friends but I really took a, a big leap of faith and I didn't know who I was living with in my third year and I went to this random house my house of 12 and all and everyone turned out to be so lovely and it was great memories and I didn't know anyone no one knew me for the first time I <laughs> know <laughs> uh, no, actually you know, some people did uh, you know we had a few mutuals and stuff but it was good uh, it was really fun um, so yeah, this this the, the most fondest memories was actually when you're put through a bit of adversity, um, and then you had to make it your own, in a way. And so you know, going through COVID, you know, not really enjoying physics as much because it was all online. Um, that's that's just the truth. <laughs> but then trying to make something good out of it, you know, with the podcast, with the, with the society online, um, like really appreciating the friends you have. I went on this random trip this year to germany for a day and i've never thought my first year self would ever do random trips you know like i literally got the tickets the day before i got my sorted my, ho- my hostel for like 13 euros most budget trip i've ever been you on literally walked through that door <laughs> you're like i'm going to germany yeah, see ya yeah i literally walked through this door and then these to these guys i'm going saying hey guys i'm going to germany see ya <laughs> and they're like yeah can't be serious like, yeah <laughs> i'm heading out i'm going yeah just random stuff i just went i just literally just went uh, so it was random moments where I didn't really think too much of it. Random moments like that, and any sort of advice I would say is um, everything will be okay in the end. You know, uh, you might be going through a tough time right now, or you probably will be going through a tough time in the future. But all you know, at the end, it will, it will work out fine. You just have to press on and go through it. And you know, these challenges aren't really a bad thing. These challenges are really more for who you are, um, and it makes you know adds to you, only adds to your strength and your character. And also, just don't take things too seriously, um, as well. Um, you know, you want to be stressing about little things when you put it into the whole big picture. It probably doesn't matter too much. So, and yeah, take every opportunity, um, grasp it. I have to sum everything up and just say, take every opportunity you can. Um, it could lead into all sorts of different ways. Um, it could change your life. It could not. It could be, you know, an awakening. Um, be kind. Be patient. Um, don't take yourself too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Be cool. Stay cool, kids. (laughs) (laughs) Stay cool, kids. (laughs) Thank you so much, both of you. I really appreciate you taking the time out to talk to us on the Fizzsuck podcast about your future. And it'd be really great to catch up with you guys after you've, you know, settled down into your new lives and kind of hear from some alumni, you know, what they're getting up to and how their lives shaping up. Especially some, you know, real Fizzsuck veterans. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to it. I reckon the next year is going to be probably the biggest changes, even more than uni, I reckon. I have literally have no idea what to expect. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you very much, and I've enjoyed Thanks. this. Yeah, it was good, to, good talking to you guys. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of the FizzSock podcast for the year 22 to 23. I really look forward to chatting to you some more this year. We've got so many things planned and lined up, and I'm really excited to be uploading more. Bye for now.